Hey, dude. Hey, Greg. 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 <gasps> what, dude? What the hell, man? You can't hear me calling your name? No, man. I got the heavies on. Oh, you got the heavies on? I heard about those things, man. Those those new headphones engineered for metalheads with two frequency ranges and four drivers lets you hear metal the way it's meant to be heard. Oh, dude, can you imagine the nasty breakdowns on those things? Go to heavies.com and get you a pair, and make sure and tell them the dude sent you. What's up, dude? What the fuck is up, man? Who do we have in today? Got my homie, longtime homie, <laughs> John motherfucking Andrew. Jay. Oh, yeah, thank you. Thank Jay you, Sacedo. <laughs> my homie. What's, What's up, man? On? What's going on? I'm chilling, man. How you been? Dude, it's been fucking, it's been a long time. It been, has been, man. I've been good. I've been bad. I've been worse. I've been better. I've been great. Ups and downs, man. Ups and downs. And all around. Right now, I'm go. doing fantastic, and I'm doing even better now that I see you and I'm hearing your voice. I gave you hugs earlier. It's fucking great, brother. It's great. All love, man. Hell yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How you been? Chilling, man. Just just working a lot. Yes. Working a lot, trying to grind, trying to trying to get my name out there, you know, as, as a barber myself, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that what you're doing now? You're cutting hair? That's what I'm doing now, barbering, cutting hair. Damn. From the guitar strings to the shears, man, that's it's a, all that's metal, a transition. Right? That's a transition. It's all metal. But what I've noticed, it too, is all metal. There's a lot of guys who have been in bands that make the transition, and now they're barbers themselves. Yo, well, we either go to kitchens, which I did for a long time, or we cut hair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or, or we're still making metal, and we're either trying or we succeeded. Exactly. And that's about exactly. it. Exactly. James Hart is cutting hair, right? Or James, he? James cutting hair. He gonna be on the podcast? Yeah, fuck yeah! Shit, he might even be on it before this one comes out. I don't know, but he gonna be on it. We got James Hart from Eighteen Visions coming out. He cuts hair. He's been cutting hair for a long time. Yeah, that's a that's amazing too. Because I remember going to see them at the White Rabbit and then finding out that he was a hairstylist. And it wasn't until I figured that out that once I was done touring, my aunt was the one who was like, "What are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. You don't." All you know is music. And I was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. I guess I'll go back to school. And she was like, you ever thought about cutting hair? And I was like, never. So she was already in there. My, my aunt's owned her own hair salon for like 30 plus years. Oh, man. So when she asked me that question, that's when I thought like, and I thought about James from 18 Visions. because like, well, he was a hairstylist too. And he did it. So I was like, maybe I can do it too. And I literally woke up the next day and I signed up for school. No shit. Well, when he when he's on here, I'm gonna tell him, hey, my homie, he started cutting hair because of you. <laughs> Partially, <laughs> he started cut. He used he used to play metal too, James, and now he cuts hair. Now he cuts hair. <laughs> <laughs> so you do play instruments? I do. I uh, I was a guitar player for a long time uh, in local bands in San Antonio. Yo yo, let, let's let's get into that. Actually, let's start with there. Let's get into that. So. Um, before you picked up guitar, what made you pick up guitar? Hmm. I was into Deftones a lot. Yeah, but what really made me pick up a guitar and want to do it was Protein Shake. 
Wow. A local band from San Antonio. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Drug Honey. Yes. I saw Protein Shake live, and I was like, if these guys can do it, and they're amazing... Maybe, that show. When, maybe when was I that could show? do it. I don't even. I think I was like maybe thirteen years old. No shit. And my dad dropped me off at the White Rabbit and gave me money and go. And it was still five bucks then. Yeah, or maybe six because Rick always put that dollar. And they always had those little fucking tickets. Those uh, he was talking. The, they they made them like for yeah. the bands. I don't remember yeah. those. Well, that's they the dollar make, that, that's that we were. To promote that extra dollar, the five dollars would go to the rabbit. To the the one dollar would go to the band. Exactly. I don't remember that. You know what I do remember is when you go to the show and they would say, "What? Who are you here to see?" Yeah. And they would be marking tallies for the bands that you were there but to when see, you and that's this. how they would get paid. I remember that. But when you would give them the ticket, they already marked it because it, it would have printed their name every on it. every name. Okay. You know why I don't remember that? Probably because I always paid at the door. I never bought tickets. Well, yeah, but, even for the homies, but, I always I always paid it the door. It was just like when you would go to booking parties, like okay, this is your show, so you, and then you would come and pick up your little tickets that your you would pass stack. out. Yeah. yeah, your little stack, and you pass them out. And aside from them marking the tallies, if they got one of your tickets, that would also be considered a tally. On right? No, yeah, 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 I get that, and I never got those tickets. That's why I don't remember them because I always just paid at the door. I, I never, I never paid in advance so ever. Like the the way that the way you would get the ticket is you knew the band. That's the only way. Exactly. Oh, that might exactly. be another reason I never knew the bands. You I wasn't that cool. Later, you later, later, later. Hey, I didn't know the bands then, but I have all you motherfuckers coming over here and talking on the show now. So that's all cool. And that's why I've mentioned uh, to my friend here, Daniel. Um, I was like, dude, like Wade didn't play in like too many bands, but. He would always show us videos, and he knew guys from Every Time I Die, uh, 18 Visions, Throwdown, like, Bleeding Through, like, and those are a lot of fucking bands that we toured, or not toured with, but, like, listened to at that time. Yeah. Up, and I was like, dude, how does Wade know all these people? And you were, like, filming them on the side of the stage. My you cousin would film videos. them. My cousin would film them. I'd, sometimes I would hold the camera because he wanted to jump in the pit. We're kids. So he was like, oh, maybe I want to jump in there and get up front and try to scream on the mic. So sometimes yeah. I would hold the camera. But that was Kevin, bro. Kevin was the filmer guy. He was always on the side of the stage with all that footage. We just we just got done. We filmed an episode like two nights ago. Or we, we, we recorded an episode like two nights ago with Kevin. And... Um, he was talking about how he was filming the Dillinger Escape Plan show, and it got crazy how, like, the singer jumped into the crowd, grabbed him by the throat, the, uh, the neck of the shirt, and was, like, screaming at him to give him the camera, and then, like, they took us backstage and took his camera. It, it was a mess. But anyways, um, Kevin was the one that always recorded that shit. Very similar uh, experience seeing Dillinger for the first time. I saw them at the sanctuary, yeah. and I think Into the Moat was with them. Into the Moat. And as soon as Dillinger came on, like, I had my girlfriend with me, and she was like, go. Like, she knew I wanted to get closer. And when I finally did, the singer for Dillinger, he had jumped into the crowd, and, you know, he, he grabs people. And yeah. Like, I was one of those, like, heads that he grabbed, yeah. and I was able to scream into the mic, and I felt like, Dude, that's what we're saying. Like, at that moment. so back then, his biceps were like the size of our fucking heads. You know what I'm saying? Like, Very dude, true. dude, Greg was fucking jacked. You know what I mean? That so, was, like, yeah. Kevin's video was the reference for him to jump out into the crowd every show, bro. I wish that, like, we said it the they other day, it. but it, they, they have it. I wish that that footage of 
Greg, like from the lens of him jumping into the crowd to grab that camera, has to be the coolest footage ever. How is it not on a Dillinger DVD yet? Because they broke the law then. Yeah, they probably because <laughs> they know that little fourteen year old kid would have grew up and got smart and said, "Hey, that's me." Yep. <laughs> to me, one of the most infamous videos of. Greg doing that is at the Virgin store. I think it's like in New York or maybe it was in New York. I don't know oh, where he like stomps on the heads yeah, of the cr- like they just walks out in the middle of forty three percent burnt. Exactly. Or it might have even been sugarcoat sour, but yes. It looks like they're still sound checking, trying to get ready, and then all of a sudden you hear the drums kick in and it all is of a it's sugarcoated you see sour him running. Yes. And it is that it's that see, performance like in Tower one, Records. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I thought I thought it was the Virgin Mobile. No, it oh, it might have been. Records. It's one of those. Yeah, no, 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 you're right. You said Virgin. I said Tower. It's one of those. Whatever. But regardless, and he gets far walking onto people, walking onto people's heads, and I thought that was epic. Like, I never knew what the whole like, um, I guess like crowd walking thing was because I was into new metal for a while before I got into like hardcore. Yeah, and, we like, all were. We've all know? talked about yeah. this. New metal was a st- you mentioned Deftones. We've all said Deftones. They were the stepping stone corn. Exactly. And then it became to like, what was that next one? So what was that next one for you? Norma Jean. Ooh, whoa! Did you, did you go to the show I booked for them? Um, At Sin 13? 2002? Were they with uh, Under Oath? They were with Bleeding Through and Every Time I Die. Oh, I was there. I don't know if I was at that one. Oh, I went to that one. Y'all played that one, Greg. I saw him with... You played that one. Yeah, I I was there. there. We talk about Kevin. There's a video of that one somewhere. Yes. No, no, no. Like, no, we have our, our... Video of it. There's a whole no the the uh, like it, it's not on YouTube or anything. It's yeah. our VH, it's my VHS tape that's somewhere in the shed out in the back. Like, well, we need to put it up. Yeah, yeah no, there's footage of that, that would, show. That yes, for sure. See, I, I was in a local. Yo, band I got a that, bunch that of these. A lot of those uh, groups that came through the town at that time. You so. weren't in a local band, Greg. It was a local band. That, I mean, that's you were what, in that's with all, all sincerity, that's which what is all a the promoters that I'm trying to get on shows. Uh, with know, all sincerity, since he just said it right now, I will say. Was one of the all other bands that I was like in awe of. When Yo, I was y'all weren't out, a dude, fucking like, local band. Local I'm waiting band. for the rest Santa of the band Antonio. to get here to talk about all this. But what the fuck, bro? Hey, that's what the promoters say. We can't. Okay, get on, we well, can't the get promoters might not know shit. Not a, a, Just because you're not local. as active as you were in 2002, or not as uh, upfront I'm with mad. it. Glassjaw said no. Okay. Fuck Daryl. <laughs> we we played. We did play uh, 2003 Warp Tour with Glassjaw, AFI, Thrice. Wow. Under Oath. From Autumn was there. Oh. He, he broke That's the That's probably like a, a, an epic, an epic tour, like to be a part of. You know what I mean? Like even if it's just opening up, like that's got to be like uh, accomplishments. You know what I mean? I got a call that night. You want to be a warp tour? Be there by eight. The gates open with your van. A.M. Yes. Done. And after that, it was just, it was set. We were on stage. There's, you know, like uh, Thrice was playing on the other stage, but there were still three hundred people in front of us. Like, and at that time, like you know, dude, it's it, it's as long as there's people in front of us, it, it's it's on. We're going. I had a girlfriend at that time that we went on to Fermatum for Ash's bus, and there's Jeff from Thursday there. I guess he was doing merch for somebody. Yeah. She was like, is that Jeff? 
Thursday? And I was like, I think so. You know, it's for for people. My moment was was Dimebag meeting Dimebag when I was a kid, but being in a band and then seeing these bands that, well, I mean, I brought from Montauk's to Bandera Bowl, you know, in the city. Like, yeah, um, I don't know how many times we're going to talk about how pivotal that show was for. I didn't. Everyone that's that been moment. on here is like the Bandera Bowl show. <laughs> Fuck, dude, it's so good. But there was only so many people there, so that's like a small circle that talks. And about it's it. crazy to think about like. These bands that we're like picturing and we're in awe of playing like smaller venues like that, and now they're at the status that they are, like that shows you like. Well, we got banded from the rabbit. Start from somewhere, like even small. Oh yeah, we got banded from the rabbit, and the reason that show wasn't at the rabbit in the back room was because, you know, we got banned. How did y'all get banned? Um. Well. Um. Jay Dive, man. Now that I'm, you know, people are talking about this story. Uh, uh, the drummer from Far From Breaking, who was the drummer of Octopi, which is a band with me, um, he recently passed away. You know, RIP. Oh, um, but condolences, he's a le- condolences. He's a, he's a legend. Um, but uh, remember in the rabbit in the back room where they had that uh, little uh, area that would go up, and then there was the there bar. Was tables. Tables, but they had that wrap. Like the barrier, yeah. It was just you know, so people could put their drinks and stand right there. Yeah. Well, he, he jumped off of it, and you know, Rick was a lawyer. He he was like, yeah. The, the, he never saw the ninja dancing. He never saw the, <laughs> the ninja it was, dancing. It wasn't heard of. It, yeah. They, oh yeah. He thought they were new. beating each other up. He stops the show, you know, and is like, cut the music, and you know, he cut, he cut the vocals because at the rabbit in the back room, they only did the vocals in the bass drum. Yeah. Maybe the snare, you know, but he stopped it. He didn't turn off the amps. So, you know, I tell Adolf, let the kids sing the words. And the, oh, man. the kids sang the words and he turned back on the mic and just let us finish the stuff. But we didn't, he got threats or some, something after that, the, yeah. the ripple of uh, the love for the, the reason or whatever. They were like, ah. Oh, you know, we're going to tear up the place. And we didn't even know that. That was before social media stuff. So he was probably, he took Long it Long seri- before social media. He took it really serious. And we couldn't play there, but shows were coming through. And that's how the Metal Room came. That's how Peacock Center came. I, I booked a lot of those bands in the, you know. The, Man, that, that's, that's amazing. Those shows, those shows that you're talking about there, like the Metal Room, the Peacock Center, that's when I came in. And those were fucking such memorable shows. I can I can't even tell you how many shows well, I saw I would go there. To the and the bands shows. that came through there though. And that's the thing, like I've already brought up the bands that were coming through. Um you already named a few that every time I die is the Norma Jeans, the yeah. fucking dude, Sky Came Falling at the fucking was the metal room? No, that was at Peacock. Peacock with with, with Kid Gorgeous, I think it was. No, no, no. You're mixing two shows. Okay, Kid, sorry. Kid, Dor- Kid Gorgeous. I put Kid, Kid Gorgeous with uh, Figure Four and Seven Angels. Okay, okay. Um, Sky Came Falling, I booked at Peacock with uh, Vermont to Ashes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. That's so, what it was. Uh, All these shows, dude. I remember. But that's our like, hood. Like, I had yeah. a friend who had booked shows there, and, and we booked a show with him, and then the contact was made. Yeah. Um, the 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 friendship was just it started to build from there. But with the venue, you know, it's a it's a boys and girls club. Yeah, they were like, 
Well, I mean that that's how I booked the shows in in uh, for for with all sincerity at the Rabbit on Thursdays. It was like, you know, I'll take the Thursday the free night parties. Yeah, free night Thursdays only. Why? Because we're fifteen, sixteen. We can't even drink beer. So like, yeah. They and dude, that was their place that they went to to do unleash their let their let their teenage angst out. I guess you could say. Yeah, man. This was their Seattle. Yeah. Like with the grunge era. But every every band that I've ever been on tour with has always said, we can't wait to get to the White Rabbit. I feel like... It was legendary. I feel proud. Yeah, exactly. I feel proud because... There's been some the White Rabbit huge bands that go through there, a dude. a big name. It's not even the Paper Tiger. It's the White Rabbit still to them. Like They still hold uh, White Rabbit reunion shows. And I'm like, it's Paper Tiger now. Yeah. I remember you should have so, kept it the name White Rabbit. So I remember um That's Rick. True. Very true. Well, yeah. I remember when I was working on a food truck, uh I, I don't even really care to say name. It could be edited out, whatever. Um I was working on a food truck and the guy that the chef that I worked for was well known in the city, knew a lot of chefs, and we were we got this huge order. It was a Cajun truck, and we got this huge order for these po boys, and it was like fucking like a subway sub, like six foot sub, but it was like three of them shrimp po boys, and it was like what? <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's his restaurant's anniversary party or whatever. So this dude comes and he's coming to pick up these sandwiches, and he's telling my boss, the chef I work for, yeah, I just bought the white rabbit and I'm changing it, and I'm like, what? And I'm I'm cooking shrimp you know what i mean i'm yeah. nobody and i turn my head over and he's talking about yeah i'm changing it and i'm you know I, I uh some people are gonna be upset and he's like i'm gonna I'm, I'm trying to get away from like the metal stuff and get more like indie rock and and i looked over at him i was like you're doing what to the white rabbit <laughs> and he just kind of looked at me and i was like bro exactly i was like what you're saying. changing a fucking national staple and the music scene exactly. the in, like the industry like what well, are you you're trying to do what how do you conquer and then hold on you erase years it. later and they they did it for a while there was no metal yeah. shows that's when all the shows started moving years later they somebody realized they started having some metal shows there at some point exactly. so so uh, kind of to get back on track for a second okay so what age did you pick up a guitar i think i was like 13 or 14 Okay. And the reason why I did it is because I saw a Metallica video and I want to say it was nothing else matters because they're showing a lot of footage from backstage, them walking on stage kind of thing. And I thought that that was like one of the coolest things that you could ever see. So I called my pops and I was like, and my pops is in Boston at this time. And I'm like, dad, can I have a guitar for Christmas? And that was the start of it. He he listened your to dad, a lot of music, dude. Your dad sounds super supportive. My dad also played music. That's okay. what I'm saying. Yeah, my dad. Like I remember being young, and I, I I remember going into a drawer and I saw pictures, and there's pictures of my dad on stage, and I was like, "Who's that guy next to dad singing?" Well, it was the lead singer for Scorpions. My dad was gonna open up for Scorpions, but before it was like the day before or something like that. Yeah, they played a party because. Scorpions got into town and they wanted to, you know, have a good time and whatnot. And there was a bunch of strippers in the pictures. Uh, and my mom's like, what are you looking at? He's a hired on. He was and I'm like looking at like boobs for the first time. 
because there's strippers on stage with my pops and Yo. the guy from Scorpion. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. And I'm the like, shit that comes out on this show sometimes. I love it. I was like, wow. Like, and then I remember my dad playing like La Semana. My dad's opened up for Guns N' Roses and Eddie Money, Loverboy. And I think that's where I got my love for music because of my pops. Yeah. And I remember going to a few band practices with him and he was like, Mijo, you got to stop taking his drumsticks because I would get behind the kit and I would just bang around and then I would just walk off with his drumsticks. Yo. And like that, I think I love that this. was like the start of everything. I and then once this. I finally got the guitar, I started playing and Nirvana, uh, Come As You Are, yeah. was the first lick I ever learned uh-huh. and then from that point man. on I, I didn't know what tablature was I yeah. didn't know how to read music I just started like well I guess my fingers are kind of moving a certain way well maybe I can do this and they then, never showed you before then? no the same thing with me man no. that's why I'm saying that and then I just kind of picked it up and went and I've never been like a complex guitar player but rhythm I guess very rhythm very yeah. power chord I guess you could say and every now and then maybe like a couple like things would come out but that was the start. It, and it's weird to say because Nirvana was the first, I guess, riff that I, but that I learned. Because I was the same age when you started learning. And, and um, that's when I saw uh, Guitar World, you know, at HEB in the, yes. in the magazine stands. And what? Like, Drag the Waters from Pantera? Oh, I, I can learn it. It taught you. Like, yeah. it, it had the tablature for it. And that's when I started learning how to read tablature was because of guitar world and that's also how i found out about dillinger escape plan because our world yeah because i was like that's already getting up there i was like what's math metal yeah but they they called it math metal they called it math metal. yeah yeah and i was like what is that so i just remember like asking friends because the internet wasn't a huge thing at that time and then i found out about dillinger escape plan I was listening to new metal bands and stuff like that. And Norma Jean was the first band that helped me kind of like change my idea. Like, oh, maybe, maybe I can be influenced by bands like this. And they were more underground. But then I read an article and I was like, what is math metal? What high school did you go to? I went to Clark High School. Clark? Yeah. It, it's kind of like Jeff. Like- me and Danny, the singer for a pond, we went to high school together. And me and my best friend Raul... We decided we wanted to try to start a band. Was and was there a lot of kids in in the Clark area that listened to like uh, the metalcore, new metal? Not very many, not very many. Um, the friends that I knew were like the few people that did listen yeah. to any kind of like heavier stuff. Underground, other than underground, exactly. That's what Jay Thrash said. Was like you know that's the term is the underground. Um, you know something that you learned from a friend or. You know, from a magazine or... It was this guy, Zach, and he's the one who showed me. He's like, listen to this. And it was Norma Jean, the Memphis will maybe laid to wet, raised or... Mm-hmm. I forget the title of the song, but it had the singer from Me Without You in it. And you had already heard Me, me Without You? No. Yeah. I didn't even know about Me Without You. I thought it was still the singer for Norma Jean. I thought he just kind of changed his vocals for that part. Yeah, yeah. And when I heard it, I was like, what is this? Because I was into, like, Cold Chamber, Deftones, Corn, El Nino. And then Soulfly. when he showed me that, Soulfly, yeah. And when he showed me that, I was like, whoa, this is a different sound. Like, 
this has like so much energy and is different. And I started like I think that that's what new metal. Him. And that's what new metal I felt like I, I I was writing some things out and I was like, you know what new metal made me feel that you can cross genreize. Like you can put hip hop and and rock and create something that's pretty exactly. damn groovy. Like and so you it's acceptable once you allow yourself to say, Hey, um, you know, I can't do those two things at once. Yeah. And cuz Cochamber and El Nino they are uh, they all had that not rap metal but they had a bouncy vibe yeah. with their riffs. Yo, yo. And their drum beats. Cochamber, I don't for me, I didn't like it, but I know for for at least uh, you Dude. That was like a big thing for you guys, bro. Oh, I don't want any of those I pictures remember... to ever come out. Oh, yes. dude. On this episode. No, there's... Bro. Okay, we've already talked about my silly ass. And in my sixth grade, which I think was your seventh grade year, the hobby fucking hobby middle school, school yes. I have that stupid picture in the yearbook where I'm like dressed up like Manson in a priest suit. And I got my nails painted. I'm doing this like stupid golf pose. It's fucking... Super cringe. I've already brought it up on here. I'm gonna it's, find it's the same thing for me, but now I, I'm like, you know what? I gotta accept it. Yeah, fuck yeah. That's where I fucking came from because I was just about to say I'm gonna find that picture. I'm gonna post that shit online on the on the on the uh, podcast page because fuck it. Like I don't even care anymore. Fuck it. It it is what it is. And I then- literally shaved my head and grew my bangs out because. I the little fucking tones. cockroach. Yes, the, yes, dude. You I had your antennas. Yes, I. Had, but they were long. They were like past my chin. I remember all that they were shit, like green, dude. Purple, blue <laughs> beads was, in them. Yes, yeah, like, bro, you, you and uh, I won't even name, but yeah, you yeah. and somebody was like <laughs> little skater kids over there at hobby, fucking hanging out. Like I was like, oh shit, who are these dudes? So I didn't. When I was in high school and we had our first show. I thought that I, I was like, I want to be like how the people that I'm influenced by. What was the first band you're in? We were called Silence. Yes, that's what I thought. I just and, didn't know. I just wanted to make sure. And we were called Silence. And Danny, the singer for Upon Now, was our guitar player. Yeah. My friend Raul uh, from another local band called uh, Autumn Leaves Fall. Yep. Yeah. He was a singer. singer. And then you had uh, Jeremy, I think, on drums. Jeremy, Jeremy was our drummer, yes. Yeah. And then... Um, Ray was our bass player, and then later on, he also ended up being in the Punter Band oh, as well. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, he he ended up playing bass Ray for did, Pun as well. Hold on, no, I thought Silence was like a... Well, no, because all you guys didn't go to Clark. With the exception of our bass player, we all went to Clark. Because our bass Even player, Danny at that time? Even Danny at that time. Because a couple he, of you guys, like, I know he went to another school, but... Yeah, but he was, at, at that time, he was like a skater kid, and he yeah. was... He was part of like a skate crew called Twelve O Four. Yeah, I remember that shit. And um, I remember like our friend Jeremy was friends with him, and he said, "Hey, Danny plays guitar." My friend Danny plays guitar too, and I was like, "Well, we we want a second guitar player." Like, and I remember seeing him in the hallway. And do I you s- remember him from middle school? I don't remember from middle school. No, because that's where I remember, like when you're talking about the antennas and shit. Yeah, that's what I remember. That was at middle school. What's middle school? What's the middle <laughs> school you're talking about there? Well, like middle school, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. What's the name of the school? Hobby. Oh, oh you weren't oh, in here. Hobby, I'm sorry. Hobby, hobby Middle yeah. School. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You weren't in here. I'm sorry. So he's walking the hallway, and I see that he had a cold chamber hoodie on, and I was like, dude, I was like already like. 
He's in. Yeah, I was like, yo, bro, like, you gonna come jam with us? He's <laughs> in. And he's like, dude, I, I don't really play guitar. Now you do. And <laughs> I was like, well, fuck it. Like, I'm not that great either. I'm just starting myself. So then he came in and, like, then it became a point where I was like, dude, like, I'm influenced by you because he was motivated. Yeah. So I was like, I, I, so, I use you as inspiration at the same time. I remember because, okay, you, y'all were silenced, y'all were jamming, and then it was from the womb. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, I don't even know, I don't even remember how I got, I, I think y'all guys asked me if I wanted to play drums. I don't remember how that came. You know what I think it was? Fucking uh, Rudy worked with us at Party City for a little bit. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. Raul. Raul. I don't know. You, you, I don't know. He was in Autumn Lee's Fall yeah, for he, a he while. Was a, he was a singer for Autumn Lee's Fall. He took the place of, I think the guy's name was Roy. Okay, he, so did, did Rudy go on place. to like, um, oh man, what was the band that he did maybe after that? Um, I think that was the last band that he was in. I wouldn't know, yeah. Yeah, maybe. because I think he was in the transition. They, were, they they got a little up because they did the Taste of Chaos tour. Yeah, and what? Oh, five. Like Deftones, like yeah. Deftones was like the, one of the headliners, or if not the Taste the of Chaos. Part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was oh five. I was so jealous of that. I was like, man, me and you are best friends. We were supposed to be the yeah. ones <laughs> together to open up for Deftones. Yo, I was so jealous. Yo, hold on. <laughs> like like I said, all this will get edited out. But I remember a long ass time ago, you for the longest time you were with. And she oh, had yeah. Deftones tattooed on the back of her neck. And that's why I and thought y'all she was the one. <laughs> like, middle school. Middle school, bro. Dude. And it was like, y'all were like the, y'all were the Deftones, the couple. You know what I mean? Like, because I was dating. Dude. Yeah. The first, like, show that I ever played with Silence, like, before our very first White Rabbit show, we played a backyard party. And I think it was around the time when Protein Shake broke up. So the White Equals played with us yeah yeah and we were like no you guys are like already you guys are experienced like we're gonna play before you and i remember because you brought up april like i was so nervous and she was like it's gonna sound real dirty but she gave me like her thong to put on my guitar strap she's like this is good luck taken you're rock star already bro I was like, she. That's well, what she was doing. It. She was claiming her fucking yeah. Before the show, my guitar yep. strap and like at the bottom of my guitar, like you could see like that was a thong. This little thong, like fucking flapping around, <laughs> so cheesy, so fucking cheesy. Oh, that's so it cool. Was, though. I forget his name, I, but it was some guy. At birthday. the time, you probably thought you were the shit. Oh, though. it made me feel like, oh, I'm gonna do. I, I can do this. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it gave me confidence. You know what Fuck I mean? Like, yeah. But then where did you go? You know, you did it. I yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Those are those ones, man. I mean, we did it at Adolf's house, like in his mom's backyard, and it was a barbecue. You know, those were the ones that said it. It kind of taught you how you wanted to like be on stage. It so set the baseline. Play, it set the yes. baseline. So you know what I mean. You wanted to be on stage, and you pictured yourself there. It helped you develop, I guess, like a not to sound like a choreography kind of thing, but like. It lets you know like how your stage presence, how you wanted to pursue your own persona as a guitar player or a singer or a drummer. That's the, the perfect, only place the, I ever feel like how I'm supposed to be on this world. Is the stage. Is during the lights, during the, the smoke, during yes. the, the video that's playing behind extent. Like That's the happiest 45 minutes of my life. Exactly. And then I go to work and then I have to... But it's like... It's worth it. Yes. No, yes. Because I've been doing it over 22 years, you know. Like. I definitely get it because 
I always felt like those moments when I was on stage, it, even though it's been years since I have been on stage, yeah. once the music started, yeah. I would I would shake and like plug in my amp and my pedals and tuning like. I was always so nervous, but the, the second that we started, gone. Everything's gone. So, so you mentioned earlier how like Wade's never really been in bands and stuff, and I wasn't. And I'll be the first to say that I was in a band with you and the Ballroom uh, Death Club. Yes. Um, so talking about nerves, we played that stupid show at, at Graham Central Lions. Station, oh. or no, it might even been the Sanctuary. I don't even know which one it was. We did two shows. One was at the Sanctuary. One was at the uh, Graham Central Station. I think but, it was the Sanctuary. But one, one was also at Black Line too. So maybe it was three. Black Line yeah. on, on Broadway. Yes, yes. Oh, I don't remember that. It was it was next to a, like a bar. It was a warehouse. Uh, yes, like and now it's like a CrossFit. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Type of building. Well, you're now. talking about nerves and, and shaking. <laughs> I threw up in my mouth on stage out of nerves. I never knew. And that. had to swallow the motherfucker because the show was horrible. We were that way off time. Cool. <laughs> it was disgustingly I horrible. I had, like, but I threw up on like stage. Like, like, fucking talk about nerves. The next one I learned because I'm wearing glasses and I had, I had to not wear glasses so I couldn't see. And that was the one. Okay, so it was at the Sanctuary because of the Graham Central Station show. I wore no glasses. So I want to ask you, and, and there was a band at that time. They were pretty fucking dope. And there are y'all's boys. Uh, Red Between Lies? Yes. And that was Donnell. Uh, Donnell. From, from Deadlock. Protein Shake. But Dead- and then Deadlock was the bass. The singer from Deadlock was the bass player, too. The okay. singer of Deathlock. The singer from Deadlock was Red Between Lines bass player. Those dudes were fucking cool, bro. I felt so they were good to play with them because, again, I'll go back to the same Protein Shake. They were one of the bands that I was like, yo, like. I remember you guys me, looked up like, to them Deadlock so much. brutal, though. Like, yes. Like Don, very I think that much. was Donnell's, like, like. Charlie was it. his name, right? The yeah, singer? Yes. Yeah. Yes, dude. Man, like he he reminded me a lot of Dez from Coat Chamber, like his movements and, and yes. his screams, and I could definitely see that. I remember all you cats I saw really Coat Chamber look- in yeah you know, in at the White Rabbit. Really? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Wow, that is. He's seen a lot of cool that's old in, shows, that, that's dude. Intimate. It's weird, Greg. You're that's a year close. older than me, but like you were going to shows and some of these shows that you're Deicide in '95. I I no, I saw Slayer you know, in '94. Know of Lost Innocence? No. Oh, um. So Billy Mack, okay, yes, yes. That those are members of Lost Innocence and God Sonic. I remember God Sonic too. Well, my my cousin, you know, was dating uh, the bass player, Steve. You know, at that in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. So he was all over the the rabbit, and then I was just a kid going to the shows because she had to take care of me. <laughs> I feel like walking into the rabbit. If I saw bands like again, Protein Shake, Low Key, Deadlock. Uh, Psycho Plague, uh, American Gigolo, Meek. I felt like I was looking at rock stars. Well, they were like the me. local rock stars back then, though, because I remember that shit. Yeah. I remember as a kid, I was learning how People to play drums. Yo, for real. Bishop. Yes. Shout out. For real. Fuck yeah. He's still doing it. He he ran our sound a few times at Synth 13. He loved with all sincerity, man. And he was just a genuine, like, he. you can tell he loved music. Yeah. He wanted to, like, 
perfect sound. Yeah. No matter who was on stage, if you're an opener or you're the headliner, that's matter. cool, bro. That's awesome. But he's been in the game the whole time, you know. I remember. Uh, I remember going to see the first Saw movie. Yeah. In theaters, and it's the scene where the guy's walking into his, I guess yeah. his, I guess his apartment or his house, and his lights won't turn on, so he uses his camera to like put flash on. But Pitbull, he's in his headphones. He's listening to Pitbull Daycare. Bro, this is some shinfo. Let's hear it. Like my ex-wife was marketing that. Dude, pivotal. that's amazing. No, she did. Yeah, my like, ex-wife did that. Oh, that's cool, dude. She's she's been in the game too. Like, yeah, that's who got. That's that really and, cool, dude. I remember, like I said, I remember being in the theater and I was like, I know that voice. I know those riffs, like. Oh, that's fucking Pitbull Daycare. That's cool, dude. Was, I never like, knew that. Dude, like, and I'm in the movie theater watching a, a movie that now has, like, I don't know, maybe oh, like it's seven a, or it's, eight It's different, like a classic like, fucking movie now. Saw 1 yeah, is and, brutal, bro. And that's the one that they were on, and I was like, dude, from San Antonio? Fuck yeah. That's cool. That's amazing. And I'm eating popcorn, mm-hmm. fucking just realizing who but it was. But that's music you, you don't really dive into. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the ministry, you know. No, 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 no. I'm not into a lot of that. I'm not into a lot of that. We we talked about it before. I'm not really into the industrial, like electronic metal, like either. Uh, the nine inch nails, and I, I don't know. And we don't need to get into it again. But yeah. yeah. So again, um, you did silence. Turn in the from the womb. What's some of the other groups you're in? Some of the other bands you did. Well, once From the Womb broke up, which was silenced, yeah, yeah, yeah. we kind of parted ways. And I won't lie, I was kind of like a little sad because I was like... It's a relationship, man. Yeah, it, I felt like it was a breakup. And Raul had already started doing like a little bit of vocals for Autumn Leaves Fall. Uh-huh. Danny was starting Upon a Burning Body. Uh-huh. And Danny told me, like, well, we still need a bass player. So I came in and I did bass for like one practice. Uh-huh. It's not even anything to be credited for because yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't even say that I was in a pawn at all. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I just told myself, like, I'm not a bass player. I'm a guitar player. So then they got, I forget his name. I think his name is Rob. Ray. Well, Rob was before Ray. Okay. And then they played their first show at the Black Lion. And I remember seeing them and I was like, dude, like, you guys are going to go somewhere. A couple shows later, they play Funtown. And then I meet Patrick. Was still open, man. Yeah. yeah. I meet Patrick, and he was in a band called Despite the Fact. And they were, I guess, breaking up at that time. And we had talked. We had already played shows together. So he's like, well, let's do something. And that's how Travolta started. So okay. from, from the womb, I transitioned to Travolta. Travolta. And, and, and so <laughs> I always laughed at that because you, you guys, like, uh, obviously the name was John Travolta. Travolta, yeah, but like I remember y'all song names were like one was Danny Zuko, yes, or Z- Zanny Zuko, Zanny Zuko. We just we just flipped the fucking yeah the letters, letters. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. The letters that was it. So so, but I remember that shit. So it was like like this weird like John Travolta themed band, yeah, sort I, of. I guess you could say because we sort did, of on our demo we did have clips of like the, Greece. The, yeah, I remember there was like the, you know how it is, okay. rocking and rolling Dude, and whatnot. Up. You know what's so fucking badass is I miss this, and I've heard people talk about this on YouTube and whatever. 
The fucking movie samples and songs, homie. Dude, big at that time. That was such a cool era of hardcore it's music, like, though. Kill Winnie Dead. Yes, we did a we did a Back to the Future. The Princess Bride. Y'all did the yeah, Princess Bride. <laughs> you know, but we. But no, every band had like a badass movie sample play. before the breakdown or in the beginning of the song. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, yes. so fucking bad, dude. So cool. Okay, so you're doing Travolta, and then what happens? And then from Travolta. You know, we played... Uh, our first show was with Bury Your Dead. And I remember our singer, Patrick, coming up to me, and he was like, I just booked us a show. And I was like, okay, cool. Who, who are we playing with? At the White Rabbit. But we played in what is or what was the, the pizzeria. Oh. Not even the jam room. Wow. It was the pizzeria. They did shows in there? Before it a was the bit. actual pizzeria. Oh, it's like the little, little room. Yes. The, the I think that, was <laughs> that was right when they sold it. Because then, because they used to sell gas there too. Yeah, you know, before the pizzeria, right? So, I look at Patrick. I was like, "Our first show is going to be the same night Barrier Dead is playing." I was like, "Dude, we're not ready." He's like, "Trust me, we'll be ready." We played the show, and I was like, "Dude, like, it was good. We like we did we did pretty okay for our first show. For yeah, our first show. Fuck yeah, and." From that point on, like I, I, for a small while, like we weren't as big as Blood of Our Enemies or a Pawn at that time. But we, no, played, I remember you guys were on all the circuits. So you were on all the shows with dude. them, and yeah, you were on all the flyers. I remember all that shit back then. I was the one that I was always so. What negative. year was this? Roughly, oh, I don't even remember. To be honest with you, I really don't remember. It had to be years. like oh six, seven, eight, nine in that era. Yeah, in that era, yes. Yeah, and I was so nervous too at that same time again, like. But we played the show, and I was like, dude, like we did pretty good. Like, yeah, that, that's pretty badass. Now, I remember, like I said, you guys were on all the flyers. I remember seeing your name. I remember thinking, like, damn, my boys are doing it. You know what I mean? Um, cause I, like I said, not only were, were did we jam, like, right before that, but we, I've known you guys since, since fucking middle school. High school, yeah. Middle no, school, middle yeah. school, homie. Like, we're talking a hobby. Like, you know what I mean? You're a year older than me, but Danny's the same age as me. Yeah. And Rudy was the same grade as you. Yeah. But, but like, I mean. He's, he was born, like, literally, like, a week after me. No Our shit. birthdays are literally, like, seven days apart. I'm gonna get him on here. I got to just because I love I love the guy. I haven't seen him in so long, and I, he's he, he he would be he, so stoked. he's so in the music and stuff. Like he's a dad now too. So like we got. Yeah, I should have told my dads now. I like, should have told damn. him to just come with you, homie. <laughs> what? Okay. The what's the transition that got you into tour managing? Yeah, yeah. After that's, playing the guitar. That's, okay, so after Travolta, like what? Like what got you to where you became the TM? Okay, so with that, excuse me. After Travolta was breaking up, Patrick, I don't know if it was right at the same time, but... That was your singer. Yeah, for yeah. Travolta. Or maybe it could have been a little bit after that. I really don't know his time frame on that, but he started doing hard side. Okay. So I was in a band called The Alleged Gunman with a guy named Joe from Drip. I remember that was band, too. From Drip. Y'all were good, too, dude. And... We did Alleged Gunman, and we did it for, I guess, like a, a couple of years or so. I remember that, And yeah. then we started to kind of dwindle out with practices and stuff like that. And I remember D-Dub, the guitar player for Blood of Our Enemies, went on tour when Upon got signed. And he did the TM duties for their first, like, 
full U.S. tour with Molotov Solution. Well, they did South by Southwest, so I went to go see him, and D-Dub was already about to step out. And I, I remember asking him, I was like, how did you get this gig, dude? Like, I want to do something like this. Yeah. So he was like, well, let me talk to the boys. Yeah. He literally talked to him like, Within like fifteen or twenty minutes, like I see him talking to Danny, and he was done. They're walking behind me, and like we're partying. Like, well, hold on, wait a second. Like, when he said, Why, "Well, let me go talk to the boys," did it cross your mind? You're like, "I'll just go talk to my homie for a second. Did that cross your mind at all? Sometimes, no, no, it didn't. I didn't know that he was going to talk to them right then and there. Yeah, so intense you got. So then we saw upon play the whole South by Southwest. They were at Emo's. I think and I, I think I've ever seen I think I've ever seen a YouTube Dillinger video of this, was also actually. on that bill. And the next day I think they were driving me back home to my grandfather's house and Ruben said, "So are you down? Like are you like serious about it?" I'm like, "Yes. If if you give me the opportunity, yes. I want to come on the road with you guys." Yeah. And I got so excited for the opportunity I quit my job two weeks in advance. Before you even knew? No, I Before thought, they even told you? Well, you no, just, no. Like, they, they told it, me. It's a possibility, so I'm going to quit. No, they told me. But okay. I put in my two weeks notice. Two weeks. Ago. Not realizing that it was like still like, it was like literally yeah, I a get full you. month. Yeah, like, I get you. But you you could have worked still, another two weeks. You could have worked another two weeks. But you still got to do all that. Fuck that, dude. Count the merch, count. Yeah. Nice. Where were you working? You know, get I the was sound working scans. at a place called Transcom. They're lucky was, you even stuck it doing, out, bro. Yeah. I would have been like, hey, hey, I'm leaving tomorrow. I'm going Fuck on tour. you. Well, that's what it was. I quit too early. I yeah, like, I would have done the same thing. I'll send you a postcard. I'm, I'm out. I'm out. calling Ruben. I was like, Transcom, hey, see ya. When do we leave? And he's like, well, the tour doesn't start for another two weeks. So I was like, <laughs> oh, shit, I quit my job too early. It's okay. I was super like, Well, excited. I guess because now you don't have money for the road. Yes, but then, but then I started working with my cousin Ross and his father, and we were like, his dad does like he's like a handyman, so we were doing like laying down tile, painting yeah. houses. So I jumped in with them, and I made a little few extra bucks. You made some road money to get me ready for the road. Yeah, but I was just that excited. That's how that works. to leave, and my first tour was so it's a, it was as simple as one homie's done. Yeah, Did and you have he's a tour like not being a tour manager though. Um, very small. Like I wouldn't. Like, even, I mean, I, even in Corpus, I, or yeah, Houston I wouldn't even call it tours. But it was like we would do South Texas Corpus, Corpus yes. uh, McAllen. If it's you know. a weekend, it's yes, a tour. Yeah, it's the we, South we Texas, like South Texas circuits. Yeah, you can make uh, a whole House poster, of Rock. You know, like yeah. at Corpus. Oh, dude, House of Rock is great in Corpus. It is. Man. It is. It is. I feel like that was the White Rabbit for Corpus. Of course. But, you know, like uh, just like here, there's people who take over and, and they change every five years and. You know, you don't know who's going to be exactly. giving you the, the, the shot that time. So exactly. what year did you become TM for a pawn? Officially TM. I don't really officially remember what, what, what year it was, but I remember my first tour was with Carnifex. Carnifex was the headliner. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, like that's the first tour I'm going to fucking go on. Like, Aren't they on tour with them right now with Lorna Shore? Yeah, Lorna Shore, Suicide Silence. And Carnifex. And Carnifex, yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. That bro. was the first tour I did with them, and I had to tell myself, like, hey, you, you can't be too, like... Um, West Side. No, not West Side, <laughs> but just, like, you can't be brand new. You got to act professional yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Like, 
you don't want to come off like fangirl kind well, of status. I mean, they, he told me that they, you know, upon a burn of body was labeled a lot of times on their tours and stuff like from other bands and. So, what do you mean by labeled? My my brother Jason, he knows yeah. Sal real well. Okay, he's like good homies with Sal. Just, just heard about and and um, apparently, on the road. Upon and you and the, and the crew or whatever, y'all are known as the brown boys on the road because y'all are labeled as the Mexicans. Yes. <laughs> sometimes so good, sometimes yes. bad. Yes. So sometimes good, sometimes bad. Like I heard it was like a love-hate thing. Like some people loved it, some people hated it. You know what I mean? Whatever. But but y'all were the brown boys the on, on the road. Well, yeah, it, you got to think. Years prior... Oh, Greg's over here doing the same thing on well, the road, and he's... I'm doing merch for... They're the, they're the Puro San Anto fucking San Antonio band on the road, you know what I mean? Like, but then... and then, We did get that label, I won't lie. We did, and we also got the the fucking party label as well. Well, y'all put... At the time, the band was pushing that. True. Very The true. band was pushing that at the time, and, and like, we're not we're not doing an Upon a Burning Body episode, so we're not going to yeah. talk about everything, but they were pushing that at the time. So you guys were on the road. How long were you their tour manager? Uh, for for like a good solid few years. Uh, I guess maybe between like four or five years, maybe six years. I guess. Okay. Um, so roughly, good. I guess around that kind of time frame. In in my opinion, and 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 I don't care. I'll leave this on there. In my like personal opinion, that was. The band's heyday, as far as not like their popularity, yeah. but like. For my personal taste, as far as what they're doing, what was being put out, like even prior to the to the first release, like the sign release, uh, like the the Sumerian release, the dumb dumb Diddy shit, the genocide, you know, yeah, yeah, bro, like I love that shit, I love that shit, bro, yeah, gang bang at Emily, the old school shit, oh man, yo, fuck yeah, yo, like, but we're not even here to talk about that stuff. Well, we can't, I don't care. But are you? I'm trying to. uh, Are you saying that he's he was part of that? Oh no, yeah, for sure. That's when I was playing in Travolta, and then maybe yo, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like they were all home, like we were all. Homies, I didn't yes. hang out. I never hung out with anybody. Like I didn't hang out with anyone from school. I didn't fucking. I wasn't in bands. I didn't go to the high school parties. But it was by choice. So like, uh, they were the homies, and I just knew the homies. You know what I'm saying? Did you ever tell them that you tried out for with all sincerity? No, because it was. I never <laughs> knew that. It was butchered. You guys as a band hated Not it. Me. I choked as a fucking uh, a fanboy. You know what I mean? I Dude, I'm 17 it. years old, and it's like, come play with all sincerity. We're gonna go on tour, and I'm like. Yeah, we. Yeah, I can do it. That's a big step. That no, that, that's what a big, I, and I'm yeah. like, no, I can do it. But and I, I go over there and I choke. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't choke. choke. You didn't bro. choke with the extent stuff, even though it was like a non-man. It was. No, well, I mean that was also 15 years later. Even though I hadn't played drums in those 15 years, that was 15 years later. I was an adult. I didn't care anymore. You are an adult. <laughs> it's either I suck or I don't. I was a 17 year old fucking frantic little teenager that was like, well, I'm gonna go on tour. I just saw you guys like two years ago. I've been there a bowl, and I've been at every show since. You were there with a life was lost in my house. Like, what? We're gonna go where? Like, yeah, right. Well, I was the same. Yeah. Fucking right, bro. I was the same. You guys way. toured with the Life Ones Lost. 
I toured, yeah, I mean, I booked them. Uh, Yo, a life once lost came to my house when I was in high school. And we're smoking weed, <laughs> talking about Pantera. And, like, I, there's a, a there's like a van and maybe even, like, like a small tour bus You're or, like, an RV or something. Trailer. They had a trailer, too. All I know is there was, like, something big that pulled up. And my mom came in the fucking room and was, like... I called the, I called the homie to to get my homies to stay in a in a place to take a shower. Yeah, a floor to sleep on. No, they didn't sleep there, but they hung out. They 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 ate some food. I fed them. My mom came in the room and like there's some older grown ass men in my ass room. Like my room passed around the bong. My mom like <laughs> peeks her head in the door. Nope, walks right back out. <laughs> didn't say shit. They all panicked. The rest of the like the, the life was lost. Dudes, they all panicked. Like what the fuck just. Uh, you know what I mean? I would have done the same thing. I'm a kid, bro. I was like yeah. 16 Those years old, homies, dude. Man. That like was I, the days. I, I that day, I was on cloud fucking nine because I had a band in my room. We we're hanging out, smoking weed, talking about. You're Pantera. chilling with them. You're hanging out with them. I was on cloud fucking. When nine. you're at that age and you get to hang out with the band that you listen to. Oh god! It is like one but of the most amazing where music feelings. went, dude. You know, I met like, eighteen visions, not like before. I, was gonna go to. I met him, like I like. So we go to this show in Austin, and they're with Mushroom Head, and it's right before Vanity comes out. Nobody knows there. No, nobody knew who they were. Nobody was there for him. You know who was there for him? Me, my cousin Kevin, my cousin Michael, and then across the other side of the stage, Adolf. Uh, Adolph's going fucking hard for 18 Visions. And I'm like, that's the dude from With All Sincerity. Yep. So, like, we 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 kind of saw each other that night. I was like, oh, what's up? We're from San Antonio. We're, we're all in Austin. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then after the show, 18 Visions, like, hey, we're going to Houston. So my cousin Michael, he was from Houston. He's like, oh, I got family there. I'm from Houston. They put us on the guest list. We thought we were the coolest guys you in the world. For sure. Guest list to what go to Houston, list, bro. It was like we're leaving Austin. It was like, so are we just gonna go straight to Houston or are we going to San Antonio first? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Like, what the fuck? What did so you do? we go to? Well, I think we came home and we went to Houston the next day. So we're at the Houston show and it's like we already thought we were rock stars because we're on the guest list for Eighteen Visions. You are teenagers. You know what I mean? Fuck. Yeah. And then after the show, my cousin's uh, homie. Uh, I think his name was Chris. I don't even know. But um, he somehow swindles 18 Visions and comes staying at his apartment because they needed a place to lay their head. So 18 Visions is like at the homie's apartment. And my cousin Michael's like, hey, we're going to go hang out with the band. We're like, what the fuck? Fangirl. This is the story that I'm waiting for because I remember you telling me this a long time Yo, ago. Yo, years. Fangirl, dude. We're sitting out there. We're I'll never forget this. We're on my uh my cousin's friend's apartment patio. And we're out there with James, Keith, Ken, Brandon, Mick. They're all there, bro. Uh uh the 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 roadie dude, uh um Pepe? No, no, no. Was it Pepe uh, at that time? No, no, no. It was uh Johnson or Biggie or whatever the fuck. Okay. There's two. I'm I'm mixing up two different people. Big John, Big John, or I forgot what they called him. But yeah, um, 
we're out there on the patio, and my cousin talking about fangirl, old school, like the tape recorders, the mini, the mini cassettes, yeah, that, that, yeah like yeah. He, the voice recorders. He has one in his pocket, and they were talking about the writing process in the studio and how they write songs and how it starts with the guitar riff, and and we're just like, what the fuck are we hearing? Where's that? Holy tape? shit! I, he might have it. You. Yeah, better. Ask no, he him. might That's have a golden it. Golden process. He here. seriously might have it. What? So, so then we go inside, and then like we're hanging out, and they're straight edge, and like Brandon from Bleeding Through. Shout yes. out, Brandon. You're gonna. Yes. I want you on here. I don't know if you're gonna ever remember this story, Brandon. I'm gonna tag you. I have a story Brandon for knows. Brandon so, as well. So, so he's like, they're straight edge, yeah, and they want. They're thirsty or something. I mean, all I remember, he's like, "Can I make some Kool Aid? I make the best Kool Aid in the world." Makes a picture of Kool-Aid, and then he sits us, and we're in the bedroom at this time, and then he's talking about, well, I'm, I'm starting a new band. Bleeding through. You told me, because he they showed you. He went to the trailer, got his personal CD for a demo, and he shows us what is to become Rise. Like their first fucking big song, Rise. And he's like, listen to this. And I'll never forget it, bro. He's like... There's this part in the song where it's this fucking heavy breakdown in the middle of in the middle of song arise and he's like he's doing this motion with his hand. Of course there's no video, but you guys yeah, can we see, see me yeah, in the room. See, yeah, and down. he's doing this hand, he's he he feel the power. Feel the power on this breakdown. It's like doing the breakdown on the and I'm like, dude, that's heavy. And he's talking about like, yeah, we're we're like gonna be a little more black metal, talking about the keyboards in it. And like there was no vocals or anything on this shit. It yet. was just Music. Track, music. It was track. his personal thing that he said he's listening to to write. Dude, yeah. and you thought I felt like a rock star before. Holy fuck. 16-year-old Wade was like, what the fuck? We cloud fucking nine times ten, bro. Drive back to San Antonio at like five in the morning fucking high on life, dude. But that's, High yes. on life. That's what I try to tell him about being, you know, accepting to what he can do in music, too. Like, he's a yes. badass drummer, dude. Yes. Oh, no. Yes. Because you know that feeling. You felt exactly. that from somebody else. Exactly. Now it, you can do that for somebody else. sometimes it takes somebody else to... Give you that little push and nudge, and dude. To that's do what so. I said. That was such like, a wait for that kid that comes to you that's fucking not even ten, and he's like, "This is my first show." You were the one. Like, yes, I've never had that because I've never been in bands. But I'm waiting for, if it ever happens. I don't even know how to feel, but that's cool. I want to go back to bleeding through because Yo. I think it was like a second tour that I did with Upon, and we did like maybe just like four or five shows. On a run with Bleeding Through. Right. And I remember at the end, I was like, dude, be professional. Don't. Were they don't, off dates? Like, don't come off. Well, it was to for us to meet up with another tour. So, like, they were off dates? Yeah. They were on the tour? And- they were on their tour, and it was like. A little cross section. A little crossover to get us and make a little bit of, make a little bit of money yeah. to get to the next tour that we're going yeah. to. And at the end of it, I remember going up to Brandon from Bleeding Through, and I was like. I wanted to wait. I didn't. I didn't want to come across like in, you know from the get go. Yeah. But can you sign this? And it was the Eighteen Visions album. And until the the ink runs out. Yes. And Ooh. he opened it. and He was like, "Holy fuck! I haven't seen this in fucking years." I felt so great. Like, the dude is so humble. He he, he really me. is, bro. He hugged me, and I was like, "Dude, he, I never thought that I would get that kind of like." Reaction. Reaction from someone that to me was at that 
status. So so years after we had this like interaction with 18 Visions, and he's in bleeding through at this point. My cousin, they they run through Houston, my cousin Michael, and he's like he remembered him. I don't even know what the fuck it was. Like we were like the the dudes from Texas, the Houston, the San Antonio kids or yeah. whatever. And so my cousin Michael, this is like way before internet shit, bro. He was like, I got course, something yeah. to show you. So next time he comes to town, he pops in the fucking the Hi8 VHS uh converter <laughs> thing yeah. and pops in, in the VCR <laughs> and it's fucking Brandon from Bleeding Through sitting at the merch table like Hey, Wade, Kevin, the dudes from San Antonio, sorry you couldn't make it, this and that. And I'm like, what the fuck? Talk about, like, dude. We, That's like a shout out. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, like, I was, oh, God, I can't imagine, I can't explain the feeling as a kid, a teenager, that these, like you just said, these bands I'm looking up to that are on such a status to where, like, I listen to these guys on a daily basis. Yes. Like, a daily basis. They're in my headphones on the way to school, on the way back on the to way school. Back. I'm trying to on learn the their bus, songs. On the bus, that's your time to, like, think. Like, yeah. I'm trying to learn these songs. Like, and, and they're like, hey, Wade. Hey, Kevin. What the fuck, dude? You know what I mean? My Brandon moment is uh, OzFest when uh, Ozzy decided to play second stage. Ooh, I remember so, that. Bleeding Through was there. Is that the tour hey where like, every time there. I die was on it? Dude, uh, Darkest Hour. All the Remains was there. Um, it's got to be like 0506. Dude, the only thing I remember is Big Val taking weed from me. I thought it was a real. Like, I, I, I thought it was a. The Shout out real, and RIP Big Val. I thought it was Whoa, a real. It, I thought it was a real security card and it was fucking Big Val and he was like. Let me see what you got he there, He is boy. a real security guard, but it's Big Val. And he <laughs> took my weed. He he took it. But Brandon, later that day, because uh, A Life When Sloss was on that, you know, early on stage. Um, yeah. Brandon was like, and I was like looking in the sky. I was super high, and you're still hanging out with those dudes. And, you know, like Bleeding Through was on there, and I saw them on the side. Uh, Strapping Young Lad was on there. Is that when he came out and, like, did, like, a... What I call like a Ninja Turtle roll, like as soon as they kicked into the set, <laughs> he would yeah. fucking yeah. <laughs> it, it, To me, that's what that Ninja that Turtle was, roll. That was '96. That's, that's what I call Ozfest, it. Dude. A Ninja Turtle. Come on, roll. 2006. And yes. then as soon as he yeah. popped up, it was like, like yes, yes, mo- bro, like brutal as fuck, though, I dude. Well, I, I, I booked, what the fuck is this? I booked that Norma Jean bleeding through. You know, uh, every time I die, show at Sin, at Sin thirteen. thirteen. Well, um, bleeding through stayed at the was house that night, and they were up fucking seven in the morning doing pull ups. I'm like, oh, you're exercising, like workout guy. No, like, oh, he, he he told me you're, you're, I wake you're up. exercising, and, and they're like, oh, look, look, this guy's calling it exercising. You know, it's like no. It's he tells me I wake up in the morning. It's like seven in the morning. Brandon's doing pull ups in my doorway. <laughs> it's like what the fuck, bro? <laughs> but dude. The dude's like killing it with his rise above fitness shit. Like he is fucking yes, ki- he dude. Is, dude. Like he, I, I look up to that shit, I dude. That's like, part of the reason why I started trying I to work them. out again because his fucking videos. I'm like, I gotta get into this shit. Dude. I would I'm, watch them work out. Like we get to the vent, we get to the venue, load in him, and at that time, there I don't know if he still is their tour manager, but his name was Pepe. Like they would like start to get it in, like their workout sesh. Yeah. And I was like, dude, like, these guys are, like, disciplined. Like, that's a different side of metal that people don't see. 
Right. Because they see, they just like, oh, you just think it's just like, you're on tour, you play music, you drink or you smoke or whatever. But they oh, were like health conscious normal, about themselves. Not we. They, those people like that are on tour, they're normal folks. You got to still yeah. eat, yes, very true. sleep, they got shit. Yes. Try to fucking stay healthy. And then being on the road, like it's hard to maintain some type of a healthy diet. It's for us it was Taco Bell a lot. It ain't healthy. That is not good. It ain't healthy. It is not but good. that's what you got, so you gotta deal with it. We're broke. Sometimes yeah, we, bro. sometimes we would steal food from Walmart and like a big fucking like well, Walmart fucking sandwiches Leroy was saying that they used hoodie. to cash in old beer fucking receipts. They did beer heists. They would they would buy beer. Leroy would like he would buy beer. Save the receipts, go to other Walmarts, and then go in there and steal beer with the receipt and like walk out with it. And, and they would do it all night. Had a system. They would do it all night. So at the end of the night, they, their van would be full of beer. And oh, it's shit. like, holy fuck, bro. You got to go pee-pee, huh? Yes, I do. Go I do. pee-pee. Do. <laughs> Little break time. Little break time.